welcome to the Church of the Redeemers weekly podcast. We pray that you will enjoy this week's service, and we hope that you will follow us at www.cotrb.org, and may God continue to bless you. Father, we love you, we praise you, we thank you, we glorify you, that your anointing be here that makes preaching easy, we'll thank you for it, and we'll praise you for it, in Jesus' mighty name, and all of God's people said, amen. We've been talking over the last few weeks. All summer, actually. Most of the summer we've been talking about what it means to be a prepared people for a prepared place that God is sending us to. We've talked about what it looks like to allow God to prepare us individually, allow God to prepare us corporately, for God to do the work inside of us so that we can do the work of ministry outside in the world that God calls us to. Amen? And as God, as God prepares us on the inside, God's sending us to over these last three weeks, this is week number four, God's been helping us understand what it looks like to be sent to Jerusalem, home, a place where we impact generations and not nations, a place where we need power and courage. God has helped us to understand what it looks like to be sent to Judea, a place where we return from exile to understanding place where we need power and humility, and to Samaria, where the gentrifiers are, a place where we need both power and compassion. Now God is calling us to understand what it looks like to be sent to the world, a place where we need power and a plan. Power and a plan. A plan to go from colonization <laughs> through representation to liberation. Power and a plan. This conversation about mission work is a conversation that is 
typically a downer <laughs> in most churches. And more times than not, when we start talking about missions work, people start to think, well, I'm not a salesperson. So God is not calling me to be a missionary. I'm turning my phone on silent just to make sure. Do not disturb. If anybody needs to do that, feel free to follow my lead. Yeah. This conversation about missions work is a conversation that typically falls silent on the church because I'm not a salesperson. So why would God call me to go out and evangelize or sell people on the gospel of Jesus Christ? Why would God call me to go out, the person who's quiet and introverted, why would God call me to go out to go out and say, you know what, Jesus loves you and so do I, and I really want to know that you know where you're going when you die one day. Why would God call me to do that? Because I don't like talking to people. I don't like people at all, actually. Why, why would God call me to do that? I would rather work behind my desk and just do my thing and figure everything out that I need to do. And I don't, I don't, I don't feel like peopling today. Actually, I don't feel like peopling any day. I, why would God call me to go out and to evangelize the world? But in all honesty... What we read in Matthew chapter 28 is he said, go ye therefore, every one of us are required to go ye therefore. And as it was communicated long ago, it says, preach the gospel wherever you go. And if necessary, use words. Every one of us is called to be a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Some of us have to use words to do that. Say amen, somebody. All of us are called to be ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And some of us get to do that just by the lives that we live. Others of us are required, responsible. Good to see you, good brother. All of us are required and responsible to do the work of ministry by using the words that God has given us to make sure that the people that need to be saved understand what they're getting into. Some people over the years negatively impacted our ability to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Jerusalem and the world are often held in tension because there's a lot of need at home, but there's also a lot of need in the world. And the needs at home, the ones who are willing to go into the world, are also ones who have used the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ for their own personal gain. Colonizers. <laughs> Gone into the world and they've shared the gospel of Jesus Christ in a way that has allowed them, them to gain monetary means. It's allowed them to gain um, land. It's allowed them to gain the, the biblical definition of blessing in a way that has gotten other people suspicious of the gospel instead of them being receptive to the gospel. Colonization has done so much to negatively impact the gospel of Jesus Christ because power seemingly is taken away when we receive Christ. But I have come to declare that it is important for us, in fact, incumbent upon us, that when we go preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, 
We go preach the gospel with power that liberates other people instead of power that damns and demeans them. Yes, the colonizer has negatively impacted the gospel. But in February 2021, the largest mission organization that um, is sending organization said that less than 1% of missionaries in the world are African American. (laughs) Most people are trying to go to the continent. But less than 1% of the missionaries that are being sent to the world are African American. And I know we've got a great history with regard to missions work. We speak of our history in, in that of George Lyle, the first Baptist missionary ever to go for the gospel, who just happened to be a black man. We speak to our history in that of Lot Carey, a man who was born a slave and purchased his own freedom in a time and then in time created what we now know as the country on the continent of Africa called Liberia. We speak of our history because it's a great history. But what about the history that we're making today? Our history is great and we ought to praise God for it. But the history that we are writing every day has empty pages. And the goal of our God is not for God's people to have a few grandiose stories to share from our past. But the goal of our God is to continue in the mandate that God shared with us before Jesus died, which was go into all the world, preach the gospel every single day. The difficulty with the work of global mission is that it's largely associated with the negativity that we hear about colonization. Many of the stories that we hear about global mission are stories about how more value was taken from those the gospel was shared with than the than, um, value that was left with them. The missionaries went wherever they went and they took land and they took wealth and they even took people all seemingly in the name of God. And they negatively impacted the mission of God because of their own greed. But saints, God has given us power. And that power is to be used every single day. Not just so that we can get what we want from the gospel, but so that we can reclaim God's mission on this earth. The mission of righting wrongs and changing history. Somebody just say power for me. God's given us power and we don't have to live subjected to the wrongs of generations past and stand idly by because we don't feel like we can upend or rewrite the story of what mission should look like in the world. God has given us power to go. And if you are willing, God will use you wherever you go to see the kingdom restored by the power of our God. A lot of people that are sleeping 
to the fact that God is sending. Some of y'all, and I don't even care if it's just one person in this room or one person online, somebody is woke to the fact that there are children that are hungry in other countries. I know we've got struggles at home. Those same struggles can be responded to by you in another land. I know that we have struggles right here, but those same struggles, and I'll get to it, those same struggles could very well be answered for you and yours if you are willing to hear the God of your salvation tell you to go where God is sending you instead of staying and fighting a battle that has already been. God has given you power to upend patriarchal thinking and ways of being. God has given you power to be a people in a place, to go to a people in a place unfamiliar to and influence it to you and influence it for God's glory. God has given you power to raise money that will give children a life they never could have imagined simply because you've let God touch your heart about the living conditions of the voiceless around the world. God has given you power to change the story around global mission. And as God has given, God has given it to you, God has given it to you for a reason. I would offer that reason as representation. Giving you power to upend colonization through representation. God hasn't just given us power, but he's given us the power that comes with a cost. And the cost to the power that you'll receive to change the world is, is your Yes. Cost to the power that will change the world is your yes. The work of global mission is a work that requires the power of God, but it also requires a plan from us, saints. In order to reclaim the gospel from those who have used it with wrong motives, we have to be willing to be represented. According to World Christian Database, there are 430,000 Christians who have accepted the call to global ministry. Those are, these are those who have said yes to a multi-year call to serve in a land that they are not from, to leave father and mother and go, sister and brother and go, to leave the place that they called home and go, to a land that they have been called to serve in, just like Abraham was called. They've said yes to God and they decided that they would go to a land and serve for the glory of our God. And on top of those 430,000, there are approximately 2 million people in the world today that serve in short-term missions trips to places where help is needed to complete projects that will benefit those in need. But those same reports share that less than 1%, less than 1% of those going all around the world look like us. And I understand why those reasons may be. I understand why that way may be. And there are so many reasons and so many layers that can be unpacked to help us understand. Some of those reasons are we just don't want to be seen doing what God told us to do. <laughs> to God be the glory for the things that he has done. You ain't got to count me, I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> Some of those reasons are we see so many, so many needs at home that why are we going to go and help somebody else? 
Some of those reasons are my, I can't feed my own family. Why would I worry about? Some of those reasons are valid reasons to keep us focused on ministry at home. Some of those reasons can be changed simply because you tell God yes. There are people all around the world who have been fighting, and specifically people in this country who have been fighting for one word, representation. We've been fighting to be represented in government. We've been fighting to be represented in business. We've been fighting to be represented in education. We've even been fighting to be represented in the books that we read as African-American people. I think it's right for us to refocus our fight today as the Christian church, to fight to be represented as carriers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Carriers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We've been trained, so why aren't we going? We know the word, so why aren't we going? We've encountered God, and God's changed our lives forever. So why aren't, why aren't we going? We have the power of God, but we haven't given God our yes to go to the place that God is sending us. All I'm asking in this last iteration of this series is to prepare your heart to go. That's all I'm asking. Let's go and preach so that the world can see what God is really doing in the church of America. Let's go and share how we have overcome oppression with an oppressed people in other places in the world, because they need to know what it looks like to see and be an overcomer. Let's go and do the work of ministry so that we can see that even though things are tough for us at home, somebody else has it a little bit worse. And if we would just bless the oppressed, God would lift our oppression. God is not looking for perfect people. God just needs someone that will be available. Prophet Isaiah can testify to this. In Isaiah chapter 6, verses 8 and 9a, it says, And I heard a voice from heaven. I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Isaiah said in response, here am I. Send me. It's quiet when we talk about going. God, I ain't got the money. Whom shall I go? Why would heaven scream to Isaiah after cleansing him, after restoring him, after cleansing his lips, after letting him know that he's loved even though he's nasty. Wow. Why would heaven, after all of the work that God did for Isaiah, in Isaiah, through Isaiah, why would heaven still have to ask, after cleaning you up, uh, uh. who will go for me? Uh. God, 
I want you for me, but I don't care about them. We are Christians. We are Christians so that we can represent the voiceless. I wish I had a church. God, heaven had to call out after doing all of that work inside of Isaiah had to look around and say, whom shall I send? I know I blessed you. Are you willing to go for me? I know I helped you. Are you willing to go? I know I healed you. Are you willing to go? I know I saved you. Are you willing to go? I know I restored your life and saved you from destruction. Are you willing to do something for me now? Or did you just get into this for you? Isaiah had one response. He had a one-word response. His one-word response in chapter 9, in verse number 9, excuse me. Here. Go. That response from God was go. And the response after that, Isaiah having said yes, but I'm not perfect, but I'll go. I don't know what I'll say when I get there, but I'll go. I don't think I have all of the right words, but I'll go. They may not be fit enough to get to these places that we send, but I'll go. I may not know how to talk the language yet, but I'll, I'll go. I may not have the right equipment, the right tools to do the job. But when I get there, you'll give them to me. So I'll, I'll go. I realize, Lord, that you did give me my hands to reach out to man. To show him your love and your perfect plan. You, you gave me my ears. And I can hear your voice so clear. I may not want to admit it all the time, but I can hear your voice so clear. I can hear the cries of sinners. But can I wipe away their tears? You gave me this voice. Why to speak your word? To sing all of your praises to those who never heard but with my eyes, my eyes, I see a need for more availability. I see hearts that have been broken. So many people need to be freed. But I'm not going, Lord. <laughs> I want you to send somebody else. No, Lord, I am available to you. I may not want to go, but my will I give to you. I'll do what you say to use me, Lord, to show someone the way and enable me to say when it's time for me to see you in glory, my storage is empty. Hallelujah. My storage is empty. I've given to others everything that you gave to me. And I am available 
to you. See, saints, after Isaiah was willing to be a part of the representation of the gospel of Jesus Christ, he had to also understand that liberation had to happen, upend colonization with representation so that liberation can occur. And in chapters eight, I'm set, chapter six, verses eight through ten, God said, "Go and say to this people, keep on hearing, but do not understand. Keep on seeing, do not perceive. Make the hearts of this people dull, and their ears heavy, and blind their eyes, lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their hearts." And turn and be healed. Sometimes God is sending you to a people because God needs you to see what you haven't seen. To hear what you haven't heard. To do what you know is required, but you haven't done it. I will offer that my time in ministry has given me more with regard to my relationship with God because I'm focused on being a blessing more than I am focused on being blessed. I found that when I went from pew to pulpit, when I went from pew to teacher, when I went from hearer to doer, of the word. I found that my relationship with God grew to a point where God gave me more because my storage was being emptied. I was giving every day the things that God gave to me. I was doing for others the things that God was doing for me. And because I was emptying out my cup, God was continuing to fill me up. Not just with blessings that would fill my bank account, but with blessings that would feed my soul. God gave me more wisdom about his word. God gave me more knowledge and understanding to share more with others because I was more hungry for God myself. I needed God more deeply because I was giving to others more faithfully. And as Isaiah did, so shall we do. Not just say go. But as you empty yourself, allow for God to fill you up. Whether you're called to Jerusalem, whether you're called to Judea, whether you're called to Samaria, or whether you're called to the ends of the world, it is our responsibility as a church to make sure you have everything you need to go. So I don't know who I'm talking to today, and I might not be, it may just be one person, and I'm okay with that. Yes, sir. Because I believe wholeheartedly that one person can change the whole entire world. Yes, sir. I believe it. I don't care if this is lost on 50,000 of y'all. If one person heard the word today and allowed themselves to say, yes, Lord, yes, to his will and to his way, there could be 5,000 children that get fed tomorrow because one person responded with, yes, I'll go. If there is one,
who has never accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, the doors of this church are open. Give me one second. I just wanted to stay quiet because if, if the music is why we're here, you know what I mean? If the music is why we're here and the word doesn't touch our hearts, then I'm, if, if, if the style is why we're here, and just let's, let's just remain, let's remain in the spot real quick. If, if there's one who's never accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, now's your time and today is your day. It's okay. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ, but you've heard, it's good to see you, man. You've heard, if you've never accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, now is your time and today is your day. If you're in our virtual campus and you want to accept Jesus Christ because you've heard, you've heard that God can change the world through you, just come. If you're on our virtual campus, just put a thumbs up in the screen. Put your name in there and say it's me. If there's one who needs to Come back home. You've done all that you've wanted to do with your life up to this point. Now you know that you've come to your end. It's time for you to come back home and join like-minded believers again. Come, come, come. We call you the backslider. If you can slide right back in these doors. (laughs) Slide right back on in these doors. We're waiting for you. Come. For those of you that are trying to find a church home, Redeemer is a great place to call home. Whether you're on the screen or you're worshiping with us in the room, Redeemer is a great place to call home. Just come. Come now. Come now. Come now. Come now. Come now. Is there one? Is there one? Is there one? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, can I ask a question? We've been walking through this series called Go for about four weeks now. With about five of preparation. Has the Lord said anything to anyone about going? Now you can play. (laughs) Every head bowed, every eye closed. Every one of them. Can you play Lord, I'm available to you? Thanks, bro. Um anyone, has God spoken to anyone about going? Let me see your hand. Let me see your hand. Has God spoken to anyone? Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the world, anybody. If if you're on the screen, just put a thumbs up in and let us know. Let us know. Church ain't over yet. Don't leave yet. Don't log off yet now. Church ain't over. Has anyone spoken? Has God spoken to anyone about going? that is you, can you just lift your hands for me? Just lift your hands for me. Wherever God's sending you, wherever God has spoken to you, wherever God has prepared you to go, I just want to pray a prayer of blessing over you as you give God your yes and your availability. Father, we thank you for your love and for your grace. We thank you, Lord, that you have given us the desire to say yes to the counsel of your will. And I ask, Lord, that as we go, that you would allow for the word that you have communicated with and communicated to us to go with us. Give us power and give us courage. Give us power and give us humility. God, give us power and give us compassion. And Lord, give us power 
and give us a plan. We ask, God, that you would help us to see your hand on and in our lives. Whatever need, whatever way needs to be made, God, I pray that you would make every way for your glory and for your honor. Where money is required, send money. Where passports are required, help us to get our passports. Where planning is required, help us to get our plan. We know what you've called us to, help us to go and do it. And we'll thank you. And I pray, God, that you would receive the reward of your suffering, which is souls that are added to the kingdom. We'll thank you and we'll praise you in Jesus' name. Let all of God's people clap our hands. Give God glory. As you return to your seats, just look at somebody and say, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Oh 